0: On this week's episode, we discuss living in the gray area between blind and sighted and feeling like we don't quite fit into either world.
1: We talk about our experiences using tools and not using tools and how we feel like we may even have to fake it, maybe? (laughs) Oh, gosh. We're getting deep. Ooh, stick around. And welcome to Rare with Flair,
0: the podcast where two twenty-somethings with the same rare disease are living our best lives. I'm your host Casey, and I'm your host Cassandra. Cass, I have news to share with you today on this lovely day.
1: Nuh-uh.
0: I do. I do. I have news. I wanted I'm to all let ears. you know that today I went to Target and I picked up my. Our Generation Blind Doll. Ah! So, (laughs) for those of you who might not know what we're talking about, there's this doll line called Our Generation. It's kind of like American Girl dolls, except not. But they have a doll that is blind. And I am convinced, Cass, that they used our cover art of Rare With Flair to create (laughs) this very doll. Because the doll not only comes with a white cane with a pink handle, just like mine but also comes with a yellow lab-looking guide dog, just like Romana. And it's so cool to see a doll that's blind. I mean, seriously, when have we ever seen that? I know. I mean, just, like, talking
1: about representation, it matters so much for us and, and, like, kids that are like us to be able to see themselves in a doll or even, like, non-disabled kids to yeah, be able yeah. to see a doll that has disabilities has a, like an adorable outfit just is is cute and they can play with her too and she can be part of their world and just like have friends and like you know that's special so shout out to target this is non-spawn because y'all know that <laughs> uh we're not spawn around here but hey no, if, but if like- target wants to have a sponsorship opportunity where we (laughs) plug this doll I mean we'll be happy
0: to do it or yeah the our generation doll people because like I bought it and some people might be like you're an adult why are you buying a doll but I think it's so important to buy this doll because the more people that buy it the more support it gets the more reason this these kind of dolls will be made more in the future because I feel like there's not a huge market for a blind doll, and we need to show them that we will actually buy them. But like you said, yeah. able-bodied people can buy them too. Obviously.
1: Yeah, I mean it's just special. It's just special. It shows diversity. Like we, I've seen dolls that have like natural hair, um, yeah, and that to mean right, like black hair that isn't you know permed down, you know, like and that's amazing because for so long that was super stigmatized. So. Things like this are just so important, more important than people would think to image and perception and the fact that she's got an amazing outfit, you know,
0: like... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Not only does she have, like, an amazing outfit, like, she's stylish, but also the pink cane handle, like, somebody that made that doll had to know that that exists, because it would be so easy to just put a white cane, like, a white stick with her and be like, this is the blind doll, but, like, they made her fashionable and actually, Mm -hmm. like, a real young girl who's blind, like... I just think that's so cool. And I would have died as a young child to have that. And we did not. Well, and it's it's wild because, you know, we say that she looks like us because she
1: also has like really like platinum blonde hair. Yes. Which is and and sunglasses. So it honestly feels like it is supposed to be a doll with albinism. It kind of does feel like that. Like
0: really wild and super exciting. I know, and her eye color is even my eye color. I was like, this is Is kind of like yes. It's brown and well, my my eyes are kind of it's it's debatable what color my eyes actually are, but they're a brownish, hazelish. But I was like, it's just like almost like I made you know how American Girl you can like make a you doll or whatever? Yeah. I was like, this is almost like I made myself into a doll form. Even her outfit is banging, like we said. So she's adorable. I, know. I think her name so is Marlo. awesome. I'm so excited. I hope to to go and
1: get one in the future just to support it so that they, you know, stick around and, and
0: keep, you know, making things like this. Yes. We need to support. We need to support. Um, so I'm excited for this app. Um Ooh, we got gonna, a juicy
1: one, y'all. We got a juicy <laughs> one.
0: We're diving back into the rare side of things. We took a little break doing some flair, fun, fashion, and fall episodes, but now we're diving back into the distinction. Alliterate more. <laughs> I know. No, literally. I, I was like, wow, fall, fun, and fashion. Love it. Um, but, um, But we're excited because today we're going to talk about how we live in that gray area between being blind and sighted. Sometimes we, in certain situations, we feel like we have to act more sighted than we are. And in other situations, we feel like we have to act more blind than we are. And basically we don't even know who we really are anymore because we're to we're always having to like, please society. And I think this episode is just going to be a lot of stories and a lot of our, our personal opinions on that. And I think we wanted to start off with childhood because neither of us used tools in childhood. And when I say tools, what I mean by that is a cane or a guide dog we did not use in our childhoods. So Mm -hmm. Cass, do you have moments in your childhood that you can remember where you felt pressured by society to act more sighted than you were?
1: Oh, so much. So So much. much. I know. (laughs) So much. Like prime example. And I feel like we mentioned it before, but I'm just, I feel like I'm, I'm back in like second grade. Right. Oh yeah. And The teacher is reading a book and she turns the book around to show people the pictures. And sometimes I like would be like, I can't see. And then, you know, I was generally sitting near the front where the teacher was. So then she'd hold it up closer to my face so that I could see the pictures. However that was not always the case and so I just would pretend to see the pictures I would imagine them in my head because I didn't want to be that person who was just always saying I can't see the book I can't see the pictures and it's just hard like you learn early on to stop asking for stuff yeah because yes. it makes you needy and that's apparently a bad thing and I I need to blend in
0: yes I absolutely did the same thing where I would just not say anything like if I couldn't see something even if it was important for me to see like a science experiment happening or something mm-hmm. I would just stand in the back and kind of just you know deal with the fact that I couldn't see it and not really care but I think another thing I did that I think you've done and we've all done is I would I would like fake that I could see it so if we were watching yeah. a movie in class and something funny in the movie happened and I've, I've talked about this before that all the kids would laugh around me at whatever funny physical comedy was going on on the screen. And I would laugh too, even though I had no idea what had happened. And I think that really did us a disservice because when we laughed at those things, of course, everyone assumes that we actually were seeing what we laughed at. But we were just trying to fit in. And I feel like it's not like anyone ever told us we had to act cited, but it's this like unknown, not unknown, but like this unseen pressure that we Mm -hmm. were literally born feeling like when people would say to us, Oh, look at that bird over there. We would say, Oh, that's pretty because (laughs) we didn't want to have to, (laughs) we didn't want to have to deal with like, you know, having to go through our whole diagnosis story. We would rather just lie and, say we saw it and some people listening who aren't visually impaired might not understand that they might say why would you lie about it why wouldn't you get what you need but when this is your everyday life and every single day multiple times a day there are things you need to see it is very exhausting and very broken record-esque to keep saying over and over again I can't see that I can't see that I can't see that and the
1: thing is that when you do that there's this fear that you're saying it so much, you're beating it into the ground so much that people are just going to be like, oh, that's the blind girl. They'll associate you with that and not see who you are as a human person. And then, you know, that's just like, I don't know. Again, it just makes you feel so one-dimensional and needy because you're constantly talking about all of the things that you can't see. Um, And so... I mean, I, growing up, I was a pretty oblivious kid. But there was a lot that even with this, like, so, like socially oblivious is what I mean. But like with this, this was something that I just kind of assumed and knew. And it was just like, oh, yeah, well, just laugh when everyone else laughs. Because uh-huh. like that's just what we do here. Yeah. Um, and like and it just all the time, so much. You just look out the window. Everyone gasps. And you gasp too. Yeah. I don't know what's going on outside
0: (laughs) all the time because it happened so many times a day every day and so if you constantly were saying I can't see I can't see it's like a Debbie Downer almost you don't want to be that person who's like I can't see it I can't see it like that's just your life that's who you are and you deal with it in your own like but a lot of it we dealt with privately and we didn't always like
1: you know what like I'm remembering in elementary school we had this um we I think it used to be quarterly we would go to what was called like the Land Lab, which um, was, it was just like an outdoor area for like kids to be able to experience like outside. And we talked about the planet and it was cool. And everyone loved Land Lab. And I did too, because you know, who doesn't love a field trip? But there were <laughs> these moments in the Land Lab. He <laughs> said a bird and this came up in my memory. There was a bird watching station. Oh, gosh. And, oh, gosh. And legit, I would just, like, for a bit, I think I had, like, binoculars. Like, people would pass them around. And i try to look around, and it, I still couldn't see the bird. And just, like, I would just <laughs> sit there in silence. Because yeah. I was like, yes. well, we need to be quiet or we'll scare away the birds. So... I guess this is what we're doing now.
0: <laughs> no, we've talked about in the past how, like, normally sighted kids would freak out if they couldn't see something that they were supposed to be seeing, but for us, we literally would just sit back and let it happen and not say a word because it was so our every day that we were just like, I'm not even going to complain about this. Like, I would even go to friends' houses and they would put on a movie, and I and I was too a bit embarrassed as a little kid to tell them I couldn't see it, and... I would just sit through hours of movies being bored out of my mind that I couldn't yep. see what was going on. And, like, sadly enough, I think we still do this in our adulthood. I think we've talked about before how sometimes we hold our cell phone further away from our face or, you know, pretend like we're reading something further away than we actually can because of comments we've gotten. And, d- and you kind of have to, like, mold yourself depending on the situation mm-hmm. you're in. It's very, very strange
1: i have so i also have just i have so many stories like as an adult doing it too just because like you know you're doing everything yourself now um, most of the time right and so just like everything involves your eyes if you're like sighted or partially sighted to the extent at which you can have some usable vision like you're going to you're going to use your vision as much as you possibly can until you have like next to none and so it just like i remember like i was like 18 and i was with a group of people i didn't really know well and they wanted to watch like an anime movie so and it was subbed and oh it was gosh. on a laptop in between all, like, what, five of us that were sitting in this room. Oh,
0: no. What a misery. So
1: I just sat there for like an hour and a half listening to Japanese. Oh, I'm honey. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and it was just like, <laughs> I was just like, well, if I get up and leave, people will think I'm terrible. If I. Uh, You know, I just, it was, it was hilarious. I'm just so on point.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, I was even just at my best friend's house, one of my best friends the other night, and we were watching a movie, and... She like had the subtitles on She was like oh like we usually use subtitles Do you mind? I was like I can't even see them I'm fine that's fine Because it wasn't It wasn't It was in English So like I could hear it You know it wasn't Yeah like closed caption If it was Yeah yeah sorry Closed caption and subtitles Are two different things But yes it was closed caption And I was like I don't even care So anyway (laughs) though I don't want to skip ahead too far But I feel like there's so much We could talk about With In our The point in our lives When we did start using tools The cane Mm -hmm. and the guide dog because now, not only are we faking sighted, but we also sometimes feel the need to, I don't want to even say the words fake blind because that has such a negative connotation and we never want think
1: to think. I think that people, yeah, people don't really understand, like, what that entails. And so, some backs, I'm just, I'm trying to tread carefully here just because, like, this can, like, this can sound very off-putting and very, um, dishonest. And so, yeah. like, that's not at all what we're doing. It's scary to it's talk just, about. It's just, yeah, I know. And it's like, I, f- I feel extremely vulnerable talking about this right now, actually. I feel like Me I'm too. giving away, like, a trade secret No, no, literally, like, I feel sick. <laughs> I, like,
0: <laughs> why did we decide to do this? Why are we Why um, are we talking about this? No, no, I think oh it's so God. important. So, I think so many people so, so, agree so with us. So backstory,
1: though, like our vision, which you should absolutely please go listen to our how we see episode that we did um, a while ago, like earlier this year. Um, our vision is just even that episode alone cannot possibly give enough context. For how we actually see. I frankly don't understand how I can see a lot of the time. <laughs> right. Because, like, human vision is extremely complicated. Mm-hmm. And our vision, specifically, is just so, so situational. Oh, like, my gosh, yes. The Like, two different, like, exactly the same experiences of doing one thing can be so different if it's in, like... Different lighting, for example. Like, that is such a change. I don't know. That's such a change for us. So, like...
0: Oh, yeah. The sunlight changes everything.
1: (laughs) So, (laughs) like, we can do, like, a lot of things when it looks like we have, like, quote-unquote ideal lighting, which we mentioned in this other episode. But, like, when we say we exaggerate a little bit when we use our tools, sometimes sometimes when we use our tools, we genuinely can't see certain things. Obviously, this is why we have the tools. We have the tools because we are, like, allowed that right to use them. We are, like, permitted, based on our measurable functional diagnoses of how much we can see, we are allowed to use these tools. I want to, like, really stress that and just, and not, and to make drive home the point that, like, we're not just, like, pretending. We're not, like, no you know, wanting the pity. We're not wanting the special attention. We because, don't frankly, want the attention. Like,
0: we don't want it. Why
1: would we want that?
0: <laughs> no, we don't want it. I think when it comes down to it, it's for our safety. Yes. Because every time that I have acted more blind than I am, it is because of past occurrences where I have been, accused of faking blindness when i've used my vision too much with one with my cane and so if i'm in a situation where a lot of people are looking at me and i have my cane and i'm using my eyes it is scary that people around you might think that you are cheating the system that you're pretending to to be blind for whatever reason which is ridiculous and people should mind their own business but it's a safety thing i'm a i'm a young woman and I don't want someone yelling at me. Being, I've heard of people getting physical with other people. Um, yeah, I've literally heard stories about it. People
1: make it their business to uncover the truth of how much we can see, and if we're trying to game the system. And so, a big part is is like that. We want to be safe. Um, and we don't want people to accuse us of things that honestly is really none of their business. And they uh, they wouldn't know just by looking at us. However, yes. going back to my, like, earlier point, sometimes we can see what's going on and, like, we are able to grab our coffee in precisely the right location that it was sitting on the counter because the lighting in the coffee shop was really good. Sometimes when we're outdoors or something, someone's handing us some food, we don't see it at all. Like yeah. we, like we completely miss it. And and that just goes to like that is one of like a bajillion examples of how situational our vision is. So sometimes it might look like, oh yeah, we just saw something really easily, whatever. But because of that, because we don't want to have to, like, go through this whole long explanation to every single person we meet ever in our lives, sometimes it's easier to, like, appear as if we struggle slightly more when we can do something just so we don't have to go through the explanation of what is truly none of anybody's business.
0: Yes, and when we say, like, acting blinder than we are, we're not acting totally blind. We're not, like, reaching no. out our arms and doing weird things. What what I mean by that, and I think what you mean by that, too, is maybe looking at things slightly closer than we need to, maybe yeah. holding our phone slightly closer to our face. And I hate to admit this, but sometimes you feel that pressure. And I think... I think for every time we act blinder than we are, there are probably twice as many times we act more sighted than we are. It goes mm-hmm. both ways, it goes both ways. So like this, like yeah. we f- we also feel that societal pressure to act sighted. When we don't have our cane or our guide dog with us for whatever reason, sometimes you feel the need to act sighted because you don't want to yep. look like rude or aloof or whatever or else, dumb. like, or I think dumb. people think that you're stupid. When, yeah. like, you don't,
1: like, if you don't have a tool and people aren't aware, and if you, like, ask what the menu on the wall says, people are like, what are you, dumb? Like, Oh, my mom will read
0: me the menu on the wall. And I'm sure that most people around us think, oh, wow, she can't read. You yeah. Know? <laughs> And, yeah. and once again, like I've always said, there's nothing wrong with an adult that can't read. Like, people, there are a bunch of different people on a bunch of different spectrums of like learning and disabilities and things like that. So, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I'm assuming that's what people think. I don't think people's first thought is like, she can't see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just not. And it's well, because just. because Casey, Casey, you don't look blind. <laughs> no, I know. I, I know. I know. Um, so, I just. It's so complicated. It's you can't win. If you use your cane and you look sighted, you can't win. If you don't use your cane and you look blind, you can't win. You cannot yeah. win. And it's I just and, and it's so
1: hard because so horrible. like like it's an instinct. Like I will still, even if I have a guide dog, I will still act sighted as an instinct, as a survival instinct. Yes, act more sighted than you are. That is what people do. People well, are like, oh, up. look at his shirt. I'll be like, cool shirt.
0: I didn't see it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I think like all of our lives, we faked sighted. And then when we got our tools, we were like feeling like we had to fake blind. And so I don't even know what my real like default is. I don't even know, <laughs> don't wh- know what, what what I really am. And Cassandra I made a good point. I don't know how to be. You made a good point though that I think the one time we are our full true selves is when we're at home alone. I yeah, think
1: because no one is watching us, we can pick things up if we need to. We can put them right up on our face if we have to. Like I use my phone for a lot of things. And so, like, that also makes me look more excited because I'll, like, snap a picture and, and take a look yeah. at it. And, like, I'm not getting right up against the thing. Also, in this world of, of COVID, I think that's gross, and I'd actually rather not do that. Yeah. So, like, there are so many ways that we can cope like that. And also, people don't understand just how good the human brain will come. Oh, compensate. my gosh. It's
0: all our brain. I say, like, it's 90% our brain is how we're functioning.
1: The human brain is like, and, and I feel like there's gotta be this very deep intuition that, like, partially blind people like us have, just because, like, we can make so many snap guesses that oh, yeah. no one taught us to do. But no, our no, brains no. fill in the gaps. Sometimes it's wrong, but a lot of times it is, like, pretty spot on. We can tell what things are just from like making the assumptions
0: and and drawing conclusions in our brain so quickly. And memorization. We memorize things, we remember things, we and half of the things that people think we are seeing, we actually have just memorized it. We're not actually seeing it. I think like it's our brain truly and then and that's a whole other level to this that people don't understand. Cause it's It's like It's like when you can read like
1: the the first and last letter of a word but you can't read the individual letters. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And then you can
1: jump to the conclusion of what the word is, even though it might not be the word you're thinking. That's exactly what our brains are doing with, like, vision things. Like, you, when we were planning for this, like, Case gave, like, a good anecdote of, like, how you, like, walked around a puddle once with your cane. Oh,
0: I'll tell my story. I had my cane with me. I was with a group of friends that I didn't – they were church friends that I didn't know, like, super well yet. And there was a puddle and I walked around the puddle and one of my friends was like, oh, my gosh, you saw it. Because I think they might have thought I was kind of completely blind with my cane or whatever. But but Cassandra was like, yeah, you saw the glare. You saw the the shine of the water like your eyes picked up on that and you went around it. And people don't understand how you can see one thing and not another thing, how you can't read that sign, but you can see a cheerio on the floor. I've used that example before because the color Mm -hmm. contrast. And yeah. so, like, it's wild. And I and an example I use that I actually really like this example of kind of, like, the in-between of am I too blind, am I too sighted is checking out at a store and swiping my credit card at a store on those little screens. So mm-hmm. when I'm doing that without my cane, I try my best to be far away from the screen. Why? I don't know. Am I embarrassed to look too close? I don't know. I just feel a, weir- a weird survival instinct of, like, I need to look normal. So I try to not get super close to Rita. And I've accidentally clicked the wrong thing before because of that. <laughs> and then, on the contrary, when I have my cane with me, I get up even closer to the screen. Like, my nose, like, literally touching it. Um, which is kind of gross, COVID. But, but I, like, kind of, like, maybe even squint my eyes a little more than I need to or whatever. And I know that's embarrassing. It's very vulnerable for me to say that. But if you had some vision and you have a blind cane in your hand and people expect you to be blind, it is very daunting to be in a situation like that where you have to read a screen because, right. and yeah. so, and so what would I do? My real Casey self would be somewhere in the middle of those two things. But mm-hmm. unfortunately I act, I act in both situations. We're, we're like the world's best actors. Truly. Yeah. Like, it's and like. I... It's just, it's just so
1: frustrating. It's so frustrating. Because, I hate this. Like, <laughs> I'm just. I hear, I hear the people's voices in the back of my head, just being like, "Well, just be you." Yeah. Yes. Yes. Don't yes, let yes. anyone else. Yes. Like, make you feel bad for it. And like, yeah, okay, I get the sentiment behind that. But at the same time, when we get close to it without our tools, we hear the other people saying. Why don't you get some better glasses? Like, oh, we've heard it.
0: We've all heard it. We've heard, we've that heard so many. it. You need and glasses. We don't
1: want to hear it again. We don't want to hear it.
0: We don't want to hear it. Hear and
1: it. like, on the other hand, people will be like, "I just like, it's so difficult," and we don't want to be handing out business cards to every stranger on the street explaining how eyes work because that's not, frankly, our job.
0: You know what's <laughs> so frustrating about it, though is you know how I said earlier that when we laugh at things we can't see, we're doing a disservice because people think we can see more than we can? Yeah. I think on the same in the same vein, when we are having our cane or our guide dog and we're acting blinder than we are, we're also doing a disservice because people yeah. in society don't realize that people with tools like canes and guide dogs can actually see and a lot of us can, like 95% or something like that, statistically can. And I think Mm -hmm. that's doing a disservice too, because then they'll always think people with canes and guide dogs are completely blind and we've got to break that stigma quick, please. I
1: know. But then it involves a lot of effort on our part to, again, have to just be like, yeah, some people who are blind can see a little, oh, revolutionary information. Shocker,
0: shocker. (laughs) But uh. But to be fair, you know, if I wasn't blind myself, I don't know I if someone would have known that. But we should know. We should know. We should. It should be it should be taught in schools. There should be more characters in movies and TV shows like us because then people would just watch them and be like, oh, that exists. That's all that has to be done. Truly. Yeah. That's all that has yeah. to be done. And that's why when I complain about representation in movies and people don't give two craps about it, that's why I care. That's why I yeah. care. Because yeah. we're living like this, and it's very frustrating.
1: <laughs> and it's just again, it is such a learned, uh, like like quickly learned behavior that no one taught us. But like, something in our brains says, gotta be normal or gotta ascribe to whatever people expect me to be. Yes. Um. And and to just stop doing that is, frankly, I think impossible. But I think that. You know, some self-awareness is helpful to be able to, like, minimize the amount that we're doing it. I think that there will always be, like, just, again, situationally, like, sometimes it's just easier to pretend that you can see something when you definitely can't and just, like, you know, not wanting to be that person. But I just – I feel like – I feel like we've, like – I don't know I think it's story time just because we got to drive the point home we need you guys to truly understand like like moments in our lives where this actually happens like really happens before
0: story time really quick though I just want to bounce off of one more thing you said I think you know like the whole thing of like be yourself don't care what other people think I think Cass and I are very confident In who we are and in our disability, and which is why we have a podcast and we're able to talk about it. And even we wouldn't have canes and guide dogs if we weren't
1: secure enough about ourselves.
0: And even people like us still really struggle. And I think I'm not trying to say this in a rude way, but unless you're in our shoes, it's very hard um, to understand that. So it's not really a matter of us caring what people think. It's like a whole societal issue that is—it's a big problem. So anyway, story time. You could do you do you have any like on the top of your head?
1: Yeah, oh so many. Um just trying faking to
0: p- faking sighted or faking blind story time. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: know Well, okay, so I had this moment literally last week where I had both things happen at the same time. And I told you this story while we were like preparing for this episode. Um, but like I I mentioned recently that I like to go rock climbing and that's something that I think is really fun and that you don't have to have so so much vision to be able to do it. Um, well, like, you just need to know, like, what color hold you're looking for. And then you just, like, grab that. And so they do, like, a fr- pretty decent job of, like, not trying to put, like, s- like, blue and purple holds next to each other. You know, they'll try to have enough contrast in between so that you know, like, which, like, climbing route you're on. So in general, like, I'm actually, like, not too bad at it. I think my depth perception comes to haunt me a little bit when... Yeah. Like, I'm trying to come around corners or something, and something is a lot closer to my knee than I think it is, and then I will bang up my knees and get bruisey because I didn't know that it was as close to me as it actually was. But I I get rides through this service for um, people with disabilities through my city, And in general, I'll have Romana, but when I go to the climbing gym, I take my cane on these rides. And so they know that they're picking up a disabled person, and therefore I take my cane with me just in case I can't find the driver so that they're aware that I can't see well and that, like, they don't get upset because I couldn't find them. Mm Mm-hmm. So I get out of my very like my quick ride to the gym, and I'm like am out there with my cane, and I'm about to walk up to the door, and then someone else is walking up to the door to go into the climbing gym. So I'm, like, frantically trying to fold up my cane <laughs> because I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're going to think that, like, this totally blind person is going to go climbing, and that I'm, <laughs> like, insane and crazy and don't know what I'm doing or that I'm faking it to get a ride. It just, like... There were so yeah. many thoughts going in my head. And it's just like, yeah. put it away, put it away, put it away, put it away.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. For anyone that uses a cane, mostly outdoors and folds it up when they walk inside, you will know this terrifying feeling of, oh my gosh, someone's going to see me fold up this cane and I'm so scared. Um, and, but you know, like I, okay. When I get stressed with my cane, two places I really get stressed, a store, because you have to do mm. a lot of looking at a store, like a clothing mm. store um, and a public bathroom, oddly enough because when i when i come out of the stall i can see where the sink and the soap is generally mm-hmm. and i don't want to look a, like a little too good at that you know <laughs> i'm like oh i don't need to like find this soap real quick or like do you ever like am i i'm a little no. bit no
1: no you're yeah no <laughs> that's a normal thing. That's a normal thing. That's a normal like, thing. Like, look, most sinks are white ovals. We look yeah. for white oval. Oh, yeah. Like, and it's we pretty, find there's not much there. sink.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's not much like,
1: there. Like, soap dispenser is rectangle on the wall. Like Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, it's easy to figure out where things are, and things are generally... Like, they look the same from bathroom to bathroom. So, like, we can... We can ass- make a bunch of, you know, quick assumptions with our brain and be
0: like, oh, okay, there's a sink and there's a soap. Right? But you know what? Like, even a totally blind person could do that. And I think totally blind people often get around better than people would expect as well. And mm-hmm. so even when a completely blind person finds the soap, people are like, oh, like, whoa, you found the soap. It's like, yeah, they <laughs> they know where the soap generally is. And they probably just felt like they felt where it generally is and they found it. Like... So I think like even totally blind people deal with this too But I was at a store with my friend recently And he was showing me like two hats And I had my cane with me And he was like which hat do you like better And there were like people around you know And I was like oh the red one You know cause it's like <laughs> like oh no i'm going to get i'm going to get a detective is going to come out of nowhere and be like oh you saw that here
1: comes the blind police you saw that hat oh my gosh like but it happens all the time yeah 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 oh man um you told your story on the podcast about how like you you got like someone yelling you down for faking or for pretending to fake blind or whatever
0: yes, yes. oh yes i've told that i I was with my mom, and I was, like, her neck... She had a big, like, chunky necklace on, and I was standing right next to her, and it got, like, caught up in her purse strap. And I saw it, and I, like, reached out and fixed it just without thinking about it. But I had my cane with me. God forbid I use my eyeballs with my cane. Ooh. And this man was like, why do you need that? And I said, I'm legally blind. And he said, really? Or is that just what you tell people? And, <sighs> and like, I, I will say, like that moment that was the first moment that I've ever had someone call me out or whatever and that was only only a few months into me like using my cane full-time mm. and it really scarred me it really did I yeah. it made me scared that everyone around me was just watching for me to be sighted and they are gonna call me out it's like it's like an enjoyable game for them like yeah. let's watch this person and see them fake it they're faking it like just stop just this stop. is not
1: universal to blind people either or like partially blind people like us because you know a lot of wheelchair users can't do have some mobility in their legs like people not everyone who uses a wheelchair is paralyzed and right not everyone knows that people think so that, if though. you know yeah and it's the it's the perception again through most media that like a wheelchair user is not going to be able to stand and so you know seeing someone stand up in a wheelchair people have people got freak like, out. people freak out and they get super upset and again
0: just trying to make so many assumptions about the person or I, even people I, um, who like oh sorry oh no go ahead i was just gonna quickly say people who like park in a handicap spot and then walk into the store people are like oh yeah. you
1: can walk how dare you yeah exactly well i i, I mean even even, like, with my mom, like, sometimes she's hesitant to park in the accessible spot just because, like, I won't have my cane or guide dog in that moment. Yeah. I'm like, Mom, I'm not, I'm not less blind suddenly, <laughs> you know. It's, and, that, and that's not her fault. But I like, don't blame we're her. We're afraid of people, like, yelling, yelling us down us. and accusing yeah. us of, of faking. Yeah. Um, I, I once got into a Lyft, uh, taking my dog – I think I told this story, too uh, – taking my dog to the vet, actually, but she was wearing her harness. And um, this this driver was just so, like, over, like, so overly nosy. And he was asking, like, why I had a service dog. And I was like, well, that's, you know, none of your business. But, you know, I'm legally blind. And then he accused me of faking it because I, you know, I was able to find his car and I saw him pulling up. And <sighs> it was just, it was so, you know, I was taking my dog to the vet and I was just not having it that day. And I just, like... I reported him because, like, that's not fine. You cannot you cannot no. be questioning someone's disability. Um, you know, I, I, I've gotten that a lot before. Like, people ask me why I have a service dog. And, it like, st- stop asking people as a side note. Just stop. It's yeah. none of your business. But, like, I had a lady at a store ask me why I had a, a guide dog. And I, I seriously told her. I was just like, honestly, like, that's not a question that people generally ask. And, like, I never answered her question. Because I think,
0: yeah, like the cane and the guide dog are both bad because I feel like with the dog, people assume you just want to take your dog everywhere and you bought him like yes. a fake vest. But I feel like with the cane, it's much more of a symbol of you are blind. This is a blind yeah. person. Whereas the dog, it could yeah. kind of be like, you could have any disability, really. You know what I mean? Um, right. They're both bad. They're both. It's one of well, those lose-lose situations once again. And I've,
1: and I've told I've told this before as well, but like people often think I am training her. Oh, um, yeah. And so it's so funny Because I was literally hours ago today, I was at the mall, and this woman working at a store said that, like, like, oh, like, he's doing so good in his training. And I'm like, well, we've been working together for five years, so I would hope that she's doing well in her training. Ah! (laughs) That's a good response. I mean, and, and now that I have, like, the 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 experience to back it up you know when i had her for like 3 months like i didn't really know what to say and i'm like well no she's actually my dog and whatever yeah. she's just like no i'm mm-mm. i'm 5 years into this like no i really don't, don't need you to pretend that i'm not disabled like just let me be my disabled self and sniff candles <laughs> at Bath and Body Works. <laughs>
0: yes. I, I, while we've been talking about this, I've thought of a few other moments how I fake being sighted, on the other hand. Um, oh. So this is a funny one that I noticed that I do kind of subconsciously. If I'm ever, like, in a in an audience of something or a group of something and there is a screen, like, even if it's, like, far off to the left side or something... If everyone is watching something on said screen, I definitely look in that direction, (laughs) even if I can't see anything on it. But my head will go all the way in that direction, which also makes people think that I am seeing it. Like, if you're giving your attention to it. But also, I don't want to just look straight ahead, because you look silly looking (laughs) straight ahead. Like, what? You know what I mean? That's weird. I feel like...
1: Actually, a lot of times I get tired of holding my head in the same position yeah. <laughs> when I'm doing that and I'm not yeah. seeing anything. Yeah, so yeah. I will just straight up like I'm like looking down, but not necessarily intentional. Like I'm just bored of not seeing it. So I'm just like, I'd rather look down at my pants. and Well, of...
0: lately, lately I have been looking away more because lately me and you have adopted a zero tolerance policy of acting like we're sighted anymore. And so like and we I'm still do of, it, you guys. We, oh, we still, still do, do it. it. But we're, oh, but yeah, we're
1: a sure. lot like more insistent about people IDing themselves and things like that. Yeah, 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 for than sure. Than we used to be. We would we would go along with so much more than we're trying to now. Like we are really actively trying to be the most authentic selves, but again, it's just like So much easier said
0: than done. Oh, oh, oh! here's a funny story. So I used to work at a museum and I stood (laughs) in the same spot. I was like um, doing this uh, exhibit where I would like take tickets and stuff. So I was standing in the same spot like the whole day. And so I didn't need my cane. And I would like interact with the customers, talk to them, have good conversations because they had to wait. It was like only 10 Mm -hmm. people could be in the exhibit at one time or whatever. It was at the MoMA and they had to wait and so I would like talk to them and then I would leave work and I would pull out my cane to like walk outside <laughs> and I was always stressed for some, this is so dumb. I was always stressed for some reason that someone that I had like talked to for a really long time would like see me with the cane and be very confused even though like I was not moving at my job. I was not doing anything like very visual. Um, and so I don't know that you like it's so silly the way my brain works, but I was just like scared yeah. that No no oh my gosh, I was mean, like I, all of a sudden. I I'm have blind. definitely
1: done that and people I like I think that like I don't know I, like somehow people think that like might discredit you. Like I don't Yeah, yeah. Why? I, don't I don't know. know but Ugh. that's like how it is. It's just uh I'm <laughs> like I was, like, standing, so I was going to church, and one of my friends, like, walked over, but I didn't hear her really say hi, so, like, I couldn't ID her by, like, her voice, and so I, like, wasn't absolutely positive who it was. My mom apparently told me who it was, and I still didn't know, and I thought, like, oh, man, it's gonna be, like, someone who, like, wants to, like, like, talk to me about my dog and i just like and like she was waiting as i put my like romana's harness handle on when i get out of the car and i was like oh no she's gonna ask me about my dog and how old my dog is and like Ah! some random stranger and then i walk next to her in silence because i was expecting a question until she like we get into the shade and then like, it was, like, so bright outside. I had no idea what was going on, you guys. We get into the shade, and I see her backpack, which no one else has a backpack like hers. And I was like, oh, it's you. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Oh, that's I'm so embarrassing. So I later
0: had to go apologize. Oh, yeah. We I, I apologize all to, the time to people. But I, like, oh, I went I'm, and apologized. I don't know who
1: you were. Yeah, I, for blowing her off and being, like, rude or, you know, standoffish until I figured out who she
0: was. Have you ever had a situation where you're getting on a subway or a bus and you see an empty seat, but you're scared that you are seeing the empty seat?
1: I've done that before, but, like, I'll just, like, I'll just kind of go for it. Like, actually, so sometimes the driver on the bus will tell me there's a seat open to the left or to the right, which is pretty nice. nice. Like, I don't have to look That's around nice. kind of, like, wildly really quickly to be like, oh, my gosh, seat, 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 got a front a seat. But like then, when they do that, I kind of just like I'll touch around a little yeah. bit more than I would yeah. need to because yeah. they already assumed that I couldn't see a lot.
0: And so I, yes. was, I was like, yes.
1: I feel obligated to have to do that. Yes, now. well on, on,
0: on the subway when I rode the subway, the seats were like either bright blue or bright orange, like you know. And so when you walked in, it was kind of easy to see for me. I, I, re- I rely on color a lot. so it was easy to see if a seat was open. There would be, like, a full-packed subway with, like, a few seats open. I did not want to have my cane and just walk right to the open seat. And sometimes I would literally stand and hold onto the pole instead of sitting because I was scared to just go straight to the open seat. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm thinking about, like, how you earlier were saying about how, like, we will hold our phones at different lengths away yes. from us based on the context. Yes. Um, so, generally, we have, like, the size of the font on our phone cranked up pretty decently. So, like, we don't actually, unless, you know, unless we're looking at an app that doesn't do that automatically or something, um, we don't usually have to hold our phones, like, so, so close to our face. Besides, Still closer met, than the
0: average person, but...
1: Right. Like... Yeah, definitely. But, like, we, we can, like, we also know where, like, most of the buttons are on the apps that we use. Like, when we, like, send messages, like, we don't always need to be seeing exactly everything that we're doing. But when we're in public, yeah. we feel the need to, like, put it way closer than we actually need to just so that people, like, to, you know, dispel any any doubt Yes. To the fact that we can't see well.
0: (laughs) Specifically at the airport when they help me on the airplane and give me all that attention and help. And Mm -hmm. then I want to listen to music on my phone, but I don't want to look super sighted because they just helped me on the freaking airplane and gave me a seat before anyone else. So then I hold my phone closer to my face than I need to. Like... I I mean, and even completely blind people who use voiceover on their phone, they might be holding their phone away from them and relying on voiceover. And people might not be hearing that and be thinking, oh, my gosh, they're really seeing their phone from far away or whatever. It's just like, right. but then, like, on the contrary, I've also pulled my phone further away from my face than I needed to to look more normal. So anyway, I mean, we could go on and on about this. I think like my dream and my hope with this podcast is to be a little bit of a help in the world to yeah. break these stereotypes and I pray that one day they will be broken because it's hard I think it's not hard being blind it's hard society is what makes it hard and yeah that's the hard we time. are
1: not like when we think about, I mean, we ha- we've we mentioned before, like, we have, we have the same rare disease. Uh, we have this rare disease where we have a lot of, like, health complications as well. And being, you know, being born legally blind, having our vision not change pretty much at all, um, we don't know, first of all, we don't know what we're missing. We don't know how to, like be and i just like it's really not like the least of our problems though because it's it doesn't hurt like we we even talked about this in our cures episode that was just this is the way that we've known the world and we're not afraid about that like we are not um i don't know insecure about that fact which is why we openly use tools and we're happy to use them but it is just like so much expectation of you to behave certain ways when you have these tools or when you don't have these tools. And and it's hard. And it's like kind of a pain because that's the worst part about this whole thing. That's that and part. maybe not being the able driving. to
0: drive. <laughs> the driving and that are the two worst parts. And I think a lot of people would agree with us. A lot. I think so. Like I hope if like you agree hard. you're screaming at the podcast right now saying Yes. <laughs> Yes, because uh, uh, like, it's a struggle I, that like no I, one understands except our little. I think little lately
1: I've also been like I think due in large part to doing this podcast, um I've been like a lot more aware of my own behaviors. Yeah, me too. And I've been a lot more aware about like how I see things. Like to like I'll do something and then I like kind of step back and be like hang on, like, how did I actually perceive that? Like, I'll mm-hmm. be, and then I'll try and think, like, well, I saw the reflection or something, or something told me that this was this, or, you know, I made the educated guess based on where it was located, or the color told me something, or, like, I actually could read it, maybe, because the light was pretty decent, and there was good contrast, and it was large enough, and it just, like, uh there's so many factors, but I feel like by us, being vulnerable, talking about things that we do. um, And maybe like, I mean, I've been trying to get into the habit of just being vulnerable with like, I have like newer friends that I really love and I want them to, you know, understand me and like, I'll like try and sort of occasionally explain like how I was able to see something one time as opposed to another time, just because I want them to understand and I want them to feel comfortable and under you know, I'm not trying to cater to them because like they're obviously comfortable with it, but I want them to be able to know like when I'm like blowing them off or not. Like, <laughs> yeah, no,
0: we don't want people to think we're rude. That's another big problem for me and something I struggle with. So, yeah, I think I'm glad we talked about this. It, it's not easy to talk about, and I hope a lot of you can relate. and I hope that more of the world can learn about this, but we don't really have okay. Oh, but we were going to just do a quick like what are you into lately segment. What are you into lately? Yeah, we need a little like jingle. What are we into lately? Da da da. So, do you what are you into lately? Cassandra. Oh. Lately, Do you have any, like, music, TV, like, sports? Like, I don't know. Sp- I don't know why I said sports. Oh, uh,
1: probably not sports. But, uh, well, I mean, climbing. Yeah, that's something I've been climbing. doing. Like, once a week, a bit, about. um, Which has been just lots of fun. I really enjoy doing it. I actually end up going by myself most of the time. But I am trying to convince some friends to go with me. Because I think it would be also really fun that way. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? Um, I still listen to the radio, you guys. That's not what I'm... I mean, that, that's always what I'm into. Hey, you're still into it lately. I, I love it. I'm still into it lately. Um, and uh, let's see. For the past, I want to say, m- month or two now, um, the show I've been watching is Golden Girls i yes. love Bowling girls yes it's such a great casual watch like i'll throw it on before bed and it's like it's like relaxing i will like put it in the background while i'm cooking something and they're just so funny y'all like they're so yes. funny yes. betty white is a national treasure ah, and protect her at all
0: costs.
1: Protect her at- all costs, and she's done some marketing for Guide Dogs for the Blind, so really even better. Yeah,
0: that's cool. Yeah, she like that's promotional cool.
1: material where she's like, "I'm Betty White," and she's like holding a puppy, and I'm like, "Stop it! Uh, we already loved you, Betty White."
0: I love that. Um, I have so many things I've been into lately, though. I currently watching Full House, which I think I've um said to the pot It's kind of like my Golden Girls in the sense that I kind of have it on in the back. I'm not actually like yeah. watching it with my eyeballs. I'm like. Having it on in the back, just a nostalgia show. Um, I've obviously seen it before. Um, And then I am reading the whole Anne of Green Gables series, which is one of my fave, fave, fave. Well, like Anne of Green Gables, the first book, is one of my favorite books of all time, but I've never read the entire series. So it's long. It's like eight books. I'm making my way through, and it's great. Um, Starts off when Anne is 11, and then she eventually has, like, lots of children. It goes through, like, most of her life, I think. So excited about that. And then I've been obsessed with the Bridgerton musical, which I've, like, annoyed Cassandra about endlessly. Because I am not a huge fan of the TV show, to be honest. And I'm sorry if anyone listening is, like, obsessed. Like, it's... Well, I wouldn't say I'm not a huge fan. I would just say it wasn't, like... I think a lot of people thought it was, like, the most life-changing, amazing thing. And I thought it was good. It's not bad. But it was just, like... It was good. But the musical... Like, which is an unofficial musical that was written by these two, like, songwriting duo women who I think, I am just saying it right now, are, like, Broadway's next big thing. They're so talented. So, like, mark my words, like, a few years from now if you're hearing this podcast. Um, We will clip this audio and put it somewhere (laughs) else. (laughs) I'm obsessed with them. And um, they they came out with a, an album, and it was great. It was a great album. That's so great. So anyway, those are my things. I I said I was into kayaking lately, but now it's getting colder, so that's probably gonna die soon. But but yeah. Oh
1: yeah, I think that um let's see, um started making cold brew, which is like Ooh. actually pretty easy to make yourself. You just need a lot of coffee, but like like a lot of like coffee beans and grinding them but but it, it's like more effort but it is like so much cheaper than buying cold brew so you end up with this concentrate and you will like you know later on throughout the week you'll just like pour a little bit of concentrate and then some water to dilute it because it's actually super potent when you um when you make it in big batch like that yeah. but i'll have cold brew for like the whole week and it's Awesome. So that's something I've
0: cooked lately. Also, I have a recommendation for the pod. The musical, the filmed live version of the musical, Come From Away, came to Apple TV. And if you have not seen it, like, one of my fave musicals of all time. So good. I still need to
1: go watch it. It's on
0: Apple TV. If anyone's interested, Come From Away. Go watch that. It's great stuff. Yeah, Uh,
1: and... I've been into wearing my Doc Martens because I As refuse I. to believe that it's still 70 degrees outside. I want it to be cold. It got and, hotter um, over the last two days here, and it made me so I know, sad. It's been frustrating, but I've been wearing them anyway because it's
0: fall. It's fall now. It is fall. It is fall now, and I'm excited <laughs> I, for spooky season. <laughs> I have my spooky playlist going, and I'm Ooh. ready for spooky season. I can't, st- I can't wait to start watching Series of unfortunate events. Oh uh, yes, all right. And friends. or iZombie
1: zombie again.
0: <laughs> yes, so many good spooky shows. But, so many um, spooky shows.
1: But that's, that's our episode. That's our app. That's
0: it. That's it. If you're thank still you listening. Thank you for coming on this wild ride. Yes, thank you for listening. We will see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.